0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics because that's who we are.
2: Track with Hinch and Rossi. And hello and welcome to another. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a really bad day. And I just, <laughs> sure. I had to just get that out of my system. I, I
0: couldn't help but laugh. I specifically just told James right now because I have no time to edit this. Whatever you do, don't say any bad
2: words. Right. So that's I apologize. how we start. I apologize for opening <laughs> that way, but I've just, I've had a day, man. I've had a day. Well, Chris, we found our clip. <laughs> 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 uh yeah i mean hi guys uh welcome to we really need to we really need to name this i mean this is our new kind of tuesday segment um which i mean we sort of it at first called the interview series but we're not calling it that anymore because well tim it's going to be just so much more isn't it
0: you know what let's let's not even try and sugarcoat this it's really hard to schedule stuff when you're dealing with two race car drivers schedules when you uh, add in a third uh, right, <laughs> it gets damn near impossible. So we're making. What are we going to do with Tuesdays now?
2: Well, a lot of things, guys. We do a lot of things. We are still going to do interviews as as much and as often as possible. Because I'm not going to lie, I think we've done pretty well so far. Yeah, I would say fine. the ones that we've had on, uh, they've been good interviews. The fans seem to really enjoy them. Yeah, which is what it's really all about. But as if you guys, you know, didn't get enough of our b- 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 stuff on Thursdays. This sorry, I was trying not to swear there. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. the effort. Um I was confused. Uh, I thought
0: you were having a stroke, but I appreciate the effort.
2: It's yeah, it's a very similar very similar uh symptom. Um no, we're going to do all sorts of stuff, guys. We're going to we're going to maybe depending on how busy the race schedule is on a given weekend, um certainly not really this point in the season, but moving forward, we might do like a specific one uh episode on Tuesday just dedicated to one race if we don't think we can fit everything in on a Thursday show. Uh, We also want to open it up to some listener input here. Uh, Things like asking us to debate, I don't know, our favorite movies, our favorite races of all time, our whatever you want. Uh, We're going to open that up on Twitter at ask off track is, is where to do that. Uh, I will not call it X. It is still Twitter. It always will be Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like any Torontonians who are listening will know that it's still the Skydome. Uh, yeah. What
0: did Ruoff used to be? Verizon center, right? I will never. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's still that.
2: There you go. Uh, it was something else even before that. Deer or maybe Creek. there was something else in between. Is that what it was?
0: Yeah. It was deer Creek first. And I, you know what? I'm not old enough to to stick to that. So I don't, but I get yeah, it. It's kind of generational, isn't it? It's, it's also like the staple center. It was. I don't even know if it still is because crypto totally imploded. But when when uh, the Staples Center became like the crypto center, or whatever, it's like, nah, it's still the Staples Center. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. That's let's yeah. let not be ridiculous here.
2: See, that's a funny one too because that's see the those are specific sponsor names. Like those were. I know it's not like I deals. have a
0: connection to them because I'm like I'm right. It's joking. Around, what? I love Staples,
2: but <laughs> <laughs> like. The store or the office supply? Honest to God, both. Yeah. Sta- <laughs> like, staples are underutilized, I think, in modern day because we don't really use paper much anymore. Yeah. No, I, I,
0: I uh, there's a Staples near me. I, I frequent it. Um. Yeah. So
2: I'm, I'm terrible. We're
0: calling it the Staples Center. Did you just see, say mine? Sta- going to my, Staples was bad?
2: Mine, no, no, no. Well, see, mine is the Skydome, which is the, the, the baseball stadium in Toronto for the blue Jays. Yeah. It was called the Skydome. It didn't have like a title. This is before yeah, yeah, title yeah. sponsorship was a thing, right? So now it's the Rogers center, mm-hmm. but to a lot of people, it's still the Skydome because it will, it predates any sponsorship and it can change to something other than the Rogers center. It's still going to be. Yeah. The yeah. Sorry, Mr. Rogers and company. Um, so yes, that it, uh, you'll notice a distinct absence of uh, one of our counterparts, Mister Rossi. He's on a plane right now, uh, kind of going back to Tim's aforementioned issue with trying to schedule three different people with insane schedules.
0: Yeah, but, I'm I'm very rarely the problem, but that's because I do the least.
2: But you do have the most important job that, yeah. that occasionally uh, you know dictates things, which is of course things to do with your beautiful daughter, Hazel.
0: Yeah, but no, that's that's an important part. The, the Tuesdays, it's going to be like a bonus episode. It's not always going to be all three of us. It's going to be some combination of probably the two of us because nobody wants to just hear a monologue. But uh, it's it's going to be a little more casual, a little more fun, talk about whatever we got going on.
2: I would like to hear more cat How can you get more casual than okay, our normal show? <laughs> <That's fair. laughs>
0: well, like, um, for instance, I-, I didn't close that uh, kitchen drawer behind me. Does that count?
2: I feel like that's pretty standard them operating (laughs) procedure, if I'm honest. That's fair. Um, But I do want to hear a a 40-minute Alexander Rossi monologue. That's fair. That's fair. I would be very curious to see what would come out of his mouth if you just put him in a room with a microphone in front of him and said, you're here for 40 minutes. Nothing. It would be like... It would be, no, i would be silence for the first like eight. And then I think he would get so mad that he was being forced to do it. He would just, it would get him down a path yeah. of just rambling about things that make him mad.
0: All right. Well, we've, we've talked on the main show a good amount about like recapping F1 stuff, but I feel like we're always recapping stuff that's just kind of happened. And right now we're in a little bit of a break of the season. There was no race last weekend. We have a lot coming up, but there's not really a title fight or not really. There isn't a title fight anymore. So, like you you're a big F1 guy. Want to mm. Talk
2: about what we have coming up. So what we have coming up, guys, is a lot of really good races for second place. I uh this weekend coming up is the uh race in Qatar. Max only has to outscore Checo by th- I think three points. And uh the whole thing's done. So constructors championship's already done. Drivers' Championship will be done in a matter of minutes. So what do we have to look forward to? Well, if you look at everything behind, and we have talked about this on the show a little bit, Mm -hmm. everything behind Max has been shockingly good by F1 standards. The fact that there is no clear team that is the second best right now, there's no clear hierarchy behind Red Bull, I think is just super fascinating. Uh, The last couple races, it's been McLaren. They started the season as the 10th best team. We talked about this last week, I think. Their Mm. turnaround has just been incredible. You go back to the start of the season, you had Fernando Alonso on the podium for six consecutive races to kick things off. You had uh, Aston Martin miles ahead of the next person in the Constructors' Championship. Now, they've been passed by not only Ferrari and Mercedes with the current form of McLaren. They're under threat for fourth. So the team that was a very strong and very clear second place outfit at the start of this season is now battling to hang on to fourth place in the constructors championship. That's a pretty big fall. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're obviously their car is not as good because Fernando has been on the podium in a while. But the big thing I think that's really hurting them is the fact that they don't have another driver that can consistently score points the way Fernando can, right? Not like trying to dig it, Lance. That's just how it's gone. You look at McLaren, both guys can score points consistently. You look at Mercedes, both guys can score points consistently. Same, obviously, with Ferrari. So when you've got a quick car, you've got to maximize that opportunity with both guys. And that's what's made McLaren's kind of resurgence in the last few races really strong is Piastri's been right up there with Norris. And it's making it tough. It's making things very stressful, I think, at the old Aston Martin facility. All so right. it'll be it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to watch to see what happens uh behind max because let's just be honest max is gonna win but what? i know shocking are we breaking news here we are breaking news here
0: reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil Every time, and if
1: you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba da ba ba ba. Well, anyways, actually, something we haven't really gotten to touch on in the main show. If you don't mind me pivoting real quick, I love a pivot. Pivot. What is like? What does a race weekend look like for you in F one?
2: Great question. Uh, I start off with bacon and eggs in the morning. Uh, I really like my eggs over easy. Should have known and better than to ask lightly you a real toasted. <laughs> no, honestly, this is, no, I'm, I'm glad you asked. It's actually, um, for me, it's been a really fascinating thing to get to do. Obviously, 95% of my kind of TV experience has come working IndyCar, working with NBC, and There's a big difference. I think we've touched. I think I've made this comment before, but like there's a very big difference between American network sports broadcasting Mm -hmm. and streaming broadcasting. It's just a very different formula. Like American network sports broadcasting has been around for a very long time. It's tried, tested and true. It's copy and pasted across all the major forms of sport. And it's very structured and, and this that, and the other. Where the other the other stuff, when you're streaming, you don't have TV windows necessarily to have to adhere to, and it's a little bit more free flowing, a little bit less structured uh, in a lot of ways. So for me, you know, uh, normally we fly in on a Wednesday. Uh, Thursday's a is a workday at the track. Um, your kind of biggest responsibility, my biggest responsibility, is getting through the weekend warm up, which is okay. a cool segment that we do. Uh, We kind of go up and down the pit lane, we touch on every single team, kind of maybe recapping what happened to them the prior week uh, prospects, what's you know, what's on the cards for them this week. Uh, We usually end that with predictions of some sort, which I, you know, being the competitive person I am, and like Jolien Palmer is usually on those with us. Mm -hmm. uh, Both former drivers, we just want to get it right. (laughs) <laughs> which means we're pretty boring in our predictions because normally Cause it's Max and Max. then other people. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like God bless Will Buxton and God bless Lawrence Barreto because they'll throw out some Hail Marys every once in a while. And uh, I mean, we had, I think, a seven or eight consecutive weeks of of Fernando Alonso getting at least one person voting him for the win. Um, hasn't happened. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's always kind of interesting to, to see where everybody lands on that. And then Fridays through Saturdays or through Sundays are pretty similar in a lot of ways to an IndyCar weekend, in the sense that we cover all the practices, cover the qualifyings. Um Sprint weekends are a lot of work. Um, it's a, a much different uh, program covering sprint weekends because you have the qualifying, then obviously the sprint race on that's on Friday, the sprint race on Saturday, which um, is a little bit more intense than a practice. Mm-hmm. The biggest difference is we do pre and post qualifying shows and pre and post race shows. And so those are a little bit, the pre shows certainly are kind of the most like structured part of the weekend for me. Yeah. Uh, you have segments that you're showing, you have, uh, you know, pre planned guests that we have on. Uh, and so in that sense, it is uh, a little bit, a little bit similar. But then, when you get to the races, where it's kind of the most fascinating, because at NBC we control everything, right? Yeah. We control the cameras. We control the replays. We control whatever we want. So, from my seat as analyst up in the booth, or Townsend does the same thing. And if there's something that we we catch that we want to look at again, or see if there's something worth replaying, there we can get on a button to the producer. And everyone in the truck in here are like, hey, I just noticed this. Can we look at that? Or, hey, can, really? can I, see- I didn't know. I didn't even realize that. Oh, yeah. I guess that oh, makes yeah. sense. We have a ton of ability to, um, I don't want to say like manipulate the broadcast, but like get things that we want on air, on air. Okay. And we have a screen up there in the booth that we can see something played back without it being a replay on broadcast. Yeah. So I can be like, "Hey, I thought I saw something on that onboard. Can we just show a replay of Rossi's onboard from the last lap?" And they can bring it up in this screen. It's called the ISO monitor. Yeah. And you can look through that, whatever. Um, on F1, that feed that that is being done. It's the only feed that goes out globally, but it's going out globally, so everybody has the exact same feed. Yeah. And as a result, you cannot just bend it to the whim of one broadcast team that thinks they see something interesting when no one else knows what conversations you're having. Yeah. Right. Because if, if I were to say to the producer in F1, Oh, Hey, I think I saw a replay or, you know, something interesting on this. Can we go to that replay? But it's something kind of specific. And then everybody else who's got this feed coming in. Yeah. They're not going to see what we're seeing. You have no idea why we're seeing this replay. So does anybody have the, like, priority in that
0: scenario? Like, is it, it's not, and it's not, like, ESPN gets to call
2: the shots on camera. So who's doing the actual camera work? So, so Formula One. Formula One itself
0: is doing Formula One.
2: So if anything, F1 TV, who I work for, probably has the most right to do something different. And what I will say is, where it is cool, is there are certain things that we do show exclusively on F1 TV. Okay. So there are some replays and there are some add-ons. There are maybe some radio transmissions that we can patch into just our broadcast because it's yeah. going out over streaming and not getting picked up, you know, uh, across terrestrial TV. So not saying that you're missing stuff by not watching on F1 TV, but right, you should you download F1 TV. So yeah, man, I mean, it's it's, like I said, it's a little less structured a lot of the time, but also it's got those moments. There are things you can do, things you can't do uh but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun so i've got four races still coming up and i'm looking forward to all of those are you yeah. gonna come to any of those are you coming to like austin or anything vegas mean, can,
0: can i <laughs> okay let me rephrase that can i do it for no money
2: mm, well you can drive to vegas so that's <laughs> that's low money
0: yeah no i i can do the. i can get physically to las vegas right i'm just wondering right. what the what the process is to get past those gates
2: let me look into that. Let me look into that.
0: Because <laughs> it feels like it's not going to be super cheap.
2: Uh, I don't know, man. Based on what I'm hearing about that race in particular, the prices of everything are tumbling dramatically. Well, oh, why is that? Just people aren't buying it? I think they were grossly overpriced in the first place. So, like, I don't think it's going to be cheap to do it. But, like, here's an example. I know somebody that was offered some package deal I won't say what hotel, but it was, uh, you get a room that overlooks the track and I think passes to get into the race for the three days. Yeah. And it was 25 grand. Okay. And you were not allowed to bring any additional people to your room to watch the race. (laughs) So essentially you're like, all right, so 25 grand gets me two tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't you can't watch or enjoy the race with anybody but whoever the one person is you brought to the race. The guy was like, "You know what? I'm I'm good." Yeah. Then a month or so later, gets a call. Hey, great news! Big price cut on this package. It could be yours for only eighteen thousand dollars. What a steal! <laughs> what a steal! <laughs> well, now I'm in. You should have right. told me that. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy was like yeah, noted, still probably not quite Like I'd like to watch the race with other people. And you know, whatever. So then they call him back a couple months later. And they're like, Oh, my God, you are not gonna believe what we have in store for you. That same package, everything exactly the same that used to be 25 grand is now only $12,000. And he's like, well, now I'm definitely not doing it because you're going to call me again in a month and it's going to be half price again. Yeah, exactly. You know? And they're just like, I mean, Bargoon City over here, man. We are giving these things away at only six grand a pop. And so I, I, I've heard that story a bunch of times that they just went so over. And look, six grand a ticket is still a ton of money, Yeah, right? But when they were trying to get 12 grand a ticket, it's just like they just overpriced. They, th- I think everybody thought this event was going to be so outrageous, and it is, that everybody's going to want to go, and they do, but I think they just overestimated how many people had that kind of disposable income to just yeah. throw away on a, on a race weekend. So that's the preview of the <laughs> F1 weekend and uh, beyond. But Tim, like we said, we're going to open this up for listeners to give us uh, topics they want to hear debated or discussed on the show. Um. Is there something that you are hoping comes in the mailbox? Well, is there I, is there a topic that you would just love to talk about on air?
0: I mean, uh, we've, we've talked a bit about racing movies, and Chris, our, our awesome uh, producer of it series, talked about, like, should we, like, debate racing movies? So I think something like that could be kind of fun. Or, uh, you know if people want to send their submissions on their favorite races from the past, we could go back and do like a recap on cool historic races, things like that. I think it, that could be kind of fun, but I we'll leave it up kind of to, we'll leave it up to people to submit stuff. I, I also wouldn't mind just completely off the wall. Damn. It, I, I'm, I'm actually, bad word. I yell, said bad word.
2: but at least you know where it is. Yeah. It's two, one at the top, one at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not just like, we're just like throw a bunch in, in the middle. So you ship again. Um, totally unrelated, but just cause, we're talking. That's what we do. Uh, how how we haven't touched on the fact that you're no longer on strike. Yeah, uh, I have been busy. <laughs> <laughs> was that was it like a super quick back to work yes. sort of program? Yes, like I the mean, flood needs just opened, and... so yeah, really,
0: yeah. Um, so that's been nice. Like let legitimately, me, that's been nice. That's <laughs> let me let me ask you this though.
2: Let me ask you this though, without incriminating yourself in any way. I mean, like, can you not still have kind of done some work while you I
0: did stuff just for me. So like I did no, like I I wasn't working for anybody. I was doing like what you call it on spec. So when you're you're writing the speculative, nobody's paying you to do it. You own it outright, but you're assuming all the risk.
2: So like I was doing a all the risk of of typing some stuff onto a spending
0: quite a long time.
2: You know, you have plenty of time. There's no risk in this for you. It, it
0: takes months <laughs> to write a good script. <laughs> and now how would you know? I'm not writing good ones. Have you, have you well, like, you've never done it? How would you know? How yeah. long it um, <laughs> no, so it, it does. It takes a It's It's just your time investment. So, like, I was doing all the ones, we call them FU scripts. It's like the, Um. nobody's going to pay you to write this idea because it's such a weird one. But, like. I just wanted to write it. So I've
2: finished so, one of those and I'm going to see if anybody wants to buy it. Uh, probably so that's not, like but it was the, time uh, well spent. Is, is a good example of that, the the Mel, Mel Gibson like Christmas movie where he was Santa Claus. But exactly. That was be a bunch people script. Uh, right. Fat
0: Man is what that was called. Fat Man, um, yeah. I didn't think it was that good, but you know. It got made. It did get made, which is more than I could say for most of my stuff. Um, You've had some stuff made. So I said most. Most. All right. Well, this is fun. And hopefully we get somebody on next week or we find a good topic to talk about. I kinda like not having to stress about the schedule. So uh, I kinda of like
2: not having Alex here. So Yeah, that's also nice. It did it that did was feel like refreshing. A, nice nobody, it didn't, nobody felt angry, you know? And it definitely made your editing a lot easier yes, because that's true. he would have not not adhered to the swear word embargo. <laughs> I mean, neither did either of us. So <laughs> In my defense, mine was very intentional. Yeah. Uh, you legitimately just accidentally swore, which shows well, me that you're a potty mouth. Until next week, go f- yourself. <laughs> this has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Track on Twitter and Instagram you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown, he's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Our track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Thim.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up. That can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.